2: Is BYU just going to be the loyal soldier that the Big 12 can count on? Well, it sure appears that way. We'll talk about a new column out of Oklahoma from Barry Trammell. We'll also get to the rest of the questions we did not get to on yesterday's show. And a big day in BYU sports for both the track and field programs as well as BYU baseball. We got all that and more on today's edition of Locked on Cougars. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. And a huge thank you once again for making us here your first listen of the day. We are very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, this is your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Before we get going here, I'm going to grab something. So hang on for a second while I step away from the mic a little bit. We are giving away some swag. And any of you listening to this on the audio version of your podcast, it's still the vast majority of you do. You can go to YouTube and see it, but regardless, I've got this hat here. It's kind of the old school Cougar blockhead logo. It's a Zephyr hat, it's a snapback. You can look at it here. All the tags and everything's still on, it's brand new. We're giving this away or this fancy little pullover, who's more of a kind of a winter deal, but it's a half zip pullover. If you want to be entered to win this, we only have a few entries, really. I, I've got I think about five entries so far. I'm actually stunned that not more that more people have not entered to win this swag. But all you gotta do, send us an email, lockedonbyu@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Show us that you have subscribed on YouTube in particular. If you're listening to this on the audio format and you intend to continue to listen to it via audio, just subscribe on YouTube. Also show that you're subscribed on one of the social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Send a screenshot or you can say hey, i'm subscribed i can go out and obviously i can confirm that myself if i need to and let us know why you think uh, you are deserving of winning this and also a little bit about your background as a byu fan have had some great entries so far so thank you so much for that but if you want to get in on this the submission deadline I'm man, I'm, I'm having a hard time with this because I want to make sure we have plenty of opportunities for people to get into this, but have it in by Friday. Let's put it that way. Have it in by Friday. We will announce on, I guess, Monday's edition of the show. We'll send out the month of May by announcing our winner, and obviously what we're doing is we're celebrating getting to 500 subscribers here on YouTube, pushing for 1,000. We're nearing the 600 mark already, but a huge thank you for your support as always. Alright, now with all of that mumbo jumbo out of the way, let's talk some BYU sports, and let's talk about a guy who I think is a huge proponent of BYU, has been crowing and being a vocal proponent of BYU even before they officially got into the Big 12, and that is the Oklahoman columnist, uh, Barry Trammell. And in the interest of full disclosure, I've got to know Barry very well over the past four to five years. He's actually been in Salt Lake City multiple times. He has been in studio with my day job at the Zone Sports Network with DJ and PK multiple times. I have driven him around. I've actually called cabs for him to help him uh, get out to the Salt Lake International Airport at one point. He's a great job plain and simple it is a very fantastic job covering all things sports in the Oklahoma area but more importantly around the big 12 and he wrote a new column I guess you'd call it the, uh, yesterday saying that it's called trammer's scissor Tales. It says BYU glad to help with big 12 conferences football TV contract and the premise here is that uh, Barry Trammell talks about how the big 12 is going to be the only power five conference who has three different windows available to them via the three time zones they will have schools in once BYU and the other new members of the big 12 enter the conference. They have teams in the Eastern time zone, Cincinnati, West Virginia, UCF, I'm not mistaken I think those are only three the vast majority of the teams in the conference are going to be in that central time zone with the Texas schools both the Kansas schools as well as Oklahoma State and then out west in the mountain time zone is Brigham Young University and as he writes here it says Brigham Young fans would prefer to stay, play in the light of day they have grown weary of 8:15 Utah kickoff times courtesy of an ESPN contract and 8:15 in Provo for October November games can get quite chilly it says meanwhile day games in the mountains that time of year can bring exquisite weather it says that. BYU officials know that their location gives B- the Big 12 a unique status when the Cougars join the conference. It says that this gives the Big 12 a chance at four television windows on Saturdays when BYU plays a home game. The Big 12 would have games, and this is uh, this is central time he's listing, so 11 a.m., 2.30 p.m., 6 p.m., and 9.30 p.m., so in essence, 10 a.m. mountain, 1.30 mountain, 5 o'clock mountain, and then 8.30 mountain time. And that's actually a very advantageous thing when, B- when the Big 12 with BYU as part of it goes to the new television contract negotiations, and tells whoever may be interested, whether it's ESPN, Fox, CBS, if Amazon, Netflix, et al., Apple wants to get in the mix, sure, you throw it at them and say, here's what we've got for you. we got four national broadcast windows, and BYU, obviously, they're going to play some home games, and if you're BYU, you suck it up and say, you know what, if you want us to play the late game go for it. We will play those games. But the good news is if you're a BYU fan is that with the new Big 12, when you travel east, when you're headed to the central time zone or you head all the way to the eastern time zone, whether it's to West Virginia, Cincinnati, UCF, etc., that is actually going to give you an opportunity to potentially play as early as 10 a.m. you will be playing at 1.30. It's not in the afternoon anymore crowd. Guess what? It's going away, albeit with the caveat that some of those will be or not some of them, most of them will probably be road games. Every so often I could see BYU getting that five o'clock mountain time primetime window on the East Coast. I could see them even getting afternoon games if it's called for. If you have two big name teams, you'll put them on the best channel in the best the best position to see have the most eyeballs on them. So if that means BYU is nationally ranked, and let's say a Texas or an Oklahoma Oklahoma before they depart, the Big 12's coming in, or if an Oklahoma State is really good, or Baylor, et cetera, you can find some very, very advantageous windows. But I think the biggest thing is that BYU is willing to do this. He says that there's a quote here from BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo about the late starts, and Barry was out here in Utah not too long ago talking with uh, Mr. Homo said this for quote for the last 11 years in independence. That was the deal. We gave ESPN a very unique window, a mountain time zone window, which they could use to their advantage. I also, uh, that's the quote there. And this is Tom also knows why his fans aren't crazy about it, but he's quick to point out the benefits. We get it. I get all kinds of complaints when we have another eight or eight 15 kick time, but we're on TV nationally and we're on TV nationally on the big game. We want those games. That's one of our pillars. We want those exposures. We understand it could be a fact, So that's the thing is BYU, you're going to have to put up with this, with these late starts for for the Cougars when they're at home in particular. Like I said, I'm not saying it's going to happen every single time, but I would bet more often than not – especially early on in the season, BYU 830 kickoffs on whichever network happens to sign up with the big 12. You can pretty much bank on BYU being in that slot. Now, obviously getting into November, that's when you're probably telling the big 12, you don't want these late night kicks. It's going to be frigid. You could have all kinds of weather coming in, put us in the afternoon on those games, or if i I'm BYU. In some ways, I may tell the Big 12 I'm actually more than happy to maybe play three road games in November versus one home game. That's just another idea to keep an eye on as well. You may tell them, hey, front load our home schedule when it comes to Big 12 play. Let us play the majority of our home games earlier on in the year and then backload load it. So if we can go to UCF and Orlando in November, great. If we can go to Houston, if we can go to Dallas to play TCU, and it's Fort Worth, but you know what I'm talking about, the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. If we can go to Waco, it's a little warmer. We're all about that. So there's some interesting things here, and the one other thing that uh, Tom Homo adds here says the Heat's he thinks it's very unlikely every BYU home game will be a late night as part of some big 12 package, but quote, we'll have more than our share because it's a valuable slot for the big 12. And more importantly, he says that we're going to jump in. You do what's best for the conference. And that is the right mentality as BYU goes into the big 12 here. There's none of this uh, perceived BYU holier than thou, or we're BYU. We're the big dog. They should not have that mentality. And I hope they don't have that mentality going into the big 12, go in there, be a uh great program, be a winning program but more importantly, get along with your conference mates. There have been multiple instances, trust me, I know the Mountain West, I know the WAC, even go all the way going back to the Skyline Conference in the 1920s BYU has been one of the quote unquote big dogs who's been able to throw their weight around. You are not going to be able to do that right away if you're BYU here in the Big 12 you have a lot of established programs who are going to be more than happy to essentially put you in your place if you try to come in and big time them. There is a reason why BYU is in going into the Big 12 because they have a brand, they have value, they add all kinds of eyeballs to the Big 12 in the overall scheme of things with the Big 12 Conference. But BYU needs to be a partner with these schools. There's no going in there acting like you're entitled if you're the Cougars. That. Should should not be in the lexicon for BYU here. So I'm hopeful that they can work with this and I'm hopeful that Tom Homo's quote is exactly how BYU operates. We're going to jump in. You do what's best for the conference, unquote. That's the way to do it if you're BYU. All right, coming up here in just a minute, i got a number of questions still to answer on today's show we did not get to yesterday. We'll get to those. We'll answer as many of them in the time we have remaining on the show. We'll also talk a little bit later on about BYU baseball, as well as track and field. we we'll got to all of that here in just a moment. First, though, a word on our friends over at Rock Auto. This episode of Locked On Cougars is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of all vehicles, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need, so why would you go there when you can go to rockauto.com and have every part for every model, every make available to you guys on one website, that's the best part is they want to save time and money for you when you use Rock Auto, use their resource, why would you willingly choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com the best part is it's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, I have used this resource multiple times my daily driver is getting up there pretty high in mileage, I've had to replace a number of Rock Auto has been an absolute godsend to help me out with this. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer and they have everything you could ever need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. That's what you're looking for. Go explore the easy easy to use website today to find the solution for all of your auto parts needs. Head to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Give us some credit for sending you to check out this resource. It's absolutely incredible. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All
0: deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's Days.com.
2: Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. For your next listen, make sure you guys check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It has the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and of course, the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts, just like us here on Locked On Cougars. All right, let's get to your guys' questions I did not get to yesterday. Let's start off with a Ute fan. Ooh, this should be fun. Our good friend Dustin, aka Highlights Ute, who loves to troll around, but I've gotten to know Dustin really well. I actually played with him in the Utah social open last summer great dude I'm I'm serious about this and Dustin if you happen to be watching this episode props to you sir but he asked this question we all know that BYU would lose to Utah if they played this season but how much would they lose by well Dustin we don't know that because BYU currently is on a one game win streak and guess what they will hold on to that win streak for at least two more seasons I actually think this would be a very good game if you put the Utes and the Cougars against one another once again this year it would be in Salt Lake City in theory that would obviously I think give a home field advantage to Utah and it would be a very interesting matchup, but Man, I'm not just saying that Utah would win that game. BYU proved last year that they can go toe-to-toe with Utah now. There have been many, many years over the past 12 or so years before last season that I could not say that BYU was capable of going toe-to-toe with the Utes. The depth, the overall talent base for Utah seemed light years ahead of the Cougars. Cougars have done a really good job under Kalani Sitake playing catch-up here. And that win, there was no fluke about it. BYU absolutely pummeled Utah at the point of attack. Kyle Whittingham said as much. He gave credit to BYU saying that we got beat in the trenches in this game, and that's a decided advantage that Utah had had for the better part of a decade. I'm not saying that BYU would have lost this game this year if they were to play hypothetically. I think it'd actually be a pick'em type game, honestly, if you were asking me for my betting parlance. All right, next question up comes from 406 Cougar, who asks, Who are they going to hire? Speaking of BYU as the new baseball coach. Well, I think that is a very interesting question because I think Trent Pratt has done an incredible job stepping in for Mike Littlewood. Obviously, he would offer continuity from the Littlewood regime, having been with Littlewood at his stops in Dixie State, as well as transitioning to BYU. Trent is as uh, ingrained with BYU as any interim coach possibly could hope for. And the more important part is he's got BYU on fire going in to this uh, West Coast Conference tournament, which begins tonight. I guess I can uh, talk about that right now. BYU is in action tonight against LMU. It's a one-and-done situation right now for BYU baseball. If they win, they advance to take on most likely number 1 seed Gonzaga that's a big opportunity for the Cougars. The game time is seven o'clock out there in Stockton, California, at Banner Island Ballpark. Eight o'clock Mountain Time. There's a live video link on the West Coast Conference, or excuse me, the WCCSports.com, the West Coast Conference Sports website. If you want to watch that game, but there's a huge opportunity here for BYU. I think if they finish the season strong, I would say the odds-on favor, And I'm not reporting anything. This is just my personal opinion on the matter if they finish the season strong and have a nice run here in the West Coast Conference Tournament and heaven forbid they make the NCAAs with the regionals, that's going to be a lot of work for BYU to make it. But I would think that Trent Pratt is absolutely uh, maybe the, the front runner for this job. There are a number of other coaches out there. Uh, this is the coach. Oh, I looked up his name right before I recorded. It. I closed the page. Um, El Camino, uh, the junior college down there in California. He is a member of the church, their head coach. Uh, man, if I can find the... Uh, <laughs> I'm typing this as, as I do this. Let's see. Nate Fernley. There you go. Nate Fernley is a member of the church. He's been 15 seasons at El Camino. done a really good job at the junior college level. He'd be an interesting hire as well. I'm sure BYU will consider his candidacy. But man, if you're asking me, 406 Cougar, I think that Trent Pratt should be the odds on favorite to get that gig. That's just my personal opinion on the matter. I think he's done an incredible job stepping in in a very difficult circumstance as the interim head coach, replacing a guy who gave him his starting coaching has been his mentor for many, many years, multiple decades, it feels like at this point. Trent Pratt, I think, is the one I would tab to lead uh, BYU baseball forward. All right, Chase Messer waited in and asked, "Does Rudy Williams need a waiver since he is a two-time Division One transfer?" And Chase, the answer I have for you is that if BYU were waiting on a waiver, they would have not have announced that Rudy Williams has signed with the BYU basketball program. That is the evidence that he is immediately eligible. The way I understand it, and if I'm not mistaken, he did graduate or he will be graduating from Coastal Carolina, so he is good to go. He is good to play this year and there is no reason to doubt anything about that. Obviously extenuating circumstances could pop up. The NCAA is stupid with stuff like that, but I have no reason to believe that Rudy Williams will have any type of issues in terms of getting himself eligible to play this fall I'm very much looking forward to seeing him suit up with BYU basketball. Uh, To answer another question that came in yesterday, I talked about, it was like a no news is a bad news thing. I remember who the listener was, but uh, I talked to some people yesterday. I did some digging on this and And really everything with BYU basketball right now very much is in a holding pattern. We don't know what Kim Aiken's status is, the transfer from Arizona. We don't know who the new assistant is. I'm hearing a lot of buzz that there's still four viable candidates for that open assistant job under Mark Pope and on his staff, so... There's some very interesting times ahead, but for all intents and purposes, we're kind of in a holding pattern. Uh, it could be news that breaks as soon as you guys hear this podcast. You could be listening to this uh, on a Wednesday afternoon and that news already broke. But as of recording, I'm recording this late Tuesday night. I do not have much on the basketball front right now. It's just very much just kind of sitting out there. That's, and I know that doesn't sound great. Well, give me all the information. Give, give me the dirt, Jake. Well, I'm giving you what I got. That And I promise you guys, and by the way, uh, any of you new to this podcast, if you're just checking us out for the first time, you made it this far, I can promise you one thing on this podcast. I give you guys everything that I can find when it comes to BYU. I don't hold information back. I will always protect my sources. I'm very clear about that. But I will never hold back information. I am not going to play cat and mouse games with you guys here on the podcast. I feed you guys everything I get my hands on. So you can be assured of that. All right. Final question we are going to address here on today's show was interesting because it actually came more via comments about actually there's two, two, two separate issues here. So there were comments both on social media, on Facebook. I got these on YouTube. I also got them on Twitter and we'll start off with the first one with regards to BYU going into the big 12 and who their rival should be. So Johnny rocks outside view and John bitter were the three that I remember seeing on YouTube said that they don't want BYU and Baylor to actually be a rivalry. They think that uh, they're two like-minded universities. There's a lot of respect between these two. And you need to let, as I said, rivalries develop naturally. I'm in agreement with that. I just think Baylor could very easily become that type of a game, especially if we have the type of games that BYU had last season in Waco. And obviously they're hoping to deliver some payback in Provo on September 10th. But, very interesting there. Uh the team that I think that could be uh, become a very quick rival for BYU is TCU. The reason why? They spent time in the WAC together. Many of you who are old enough to remember when Mountain West days when uh, TCU was a member of the Mountain West Conference before they got into the Big 12. BYU and TCU had some absolutely classic matchups. I remember TCU absolutely destroying the quest for perfection in 2008. David Oswald couldn't block a barn door it felt like in that game and Max Hall was getting his head taken off by Jerry Hughes there's also that barn burner double overtime loss in Provo when TCU I think is the very first year in the Mountain West Conference be what you should have never lost that game there was some horrendous officiating uh VAR of uh video review absolutely screwing the Cougars in that game. There are some very, very classic matchups. I remember Ladini and Tomlinson way back in the day. I was sitting in the West Stands watching Ladini and Tomlinson play for TCU back in the day. So I think the natural rival, if you want to just uh, peg one right away... It could be TCU. Obviously, Gary Patterson leaving that program and Sonny Dykes taking over maybe takes away a little bit of that. I know some people like to, like to call Gary uh, Gary uh, Mr. Froggy Pants because he always was hiking his pants up as he's walking down the sidelines. But if you want me to pick a rival right now for BYU day one going in to the Big 12, it's TCU. I think that's the one you peg as your rival. But obviously, there are going to be rivalries that develop naturally. If BYU and Oklahoma State get into it, that could be a fun one. The Kansas schools, who knows? Maybe UCF and BYU becomes that the cross conference rivalry that these two teams just when they play they play classic games I don't know which one of these is going to develop into that quote-unquote natural rivalry But there will be one that pops up But if you want me to pick the rival that BYU probably should have right now Maybe it should be TCU just because of the shared history They have the some of the classic games they've had it's been over a decade since they played but I think TCU would be a very, very natural pick to fill in as that rival for, in the early going of Big 12 play. Now, the other comment that came in, and there is too many people to name on this, is that I argued yesterday that Jaron Hall is absolutely a top 25 quarterback. And some of you pointed out, I actually missed a Grayson McCall, who is a G5 quarterback for Coastal Carolina, obviously the guy who helped engineer that upset of BYU, if you want to call it an upset, in uh, at Coastal Carolina just a couple of years ago. Uh, he is on that list, so it's maybe not all Power Five snobbery. I just cannot believe that Jaron Hall is not a top 25 quarterback. But man, a number of you said I'm dead wrong. You said that Jaron Hall, he's made a glass. He's not able to stay healthy. He's not a big enough arm. He's not. He's not the, He's not clutch. Okay, you guys have your opinion on this. I did not know the BYU fans were so out on Jaron Hall, but I'll tell you this much: I've talked with enough NFL talent evaluators is probably the best term for them who believe that Jaron Hall is at very worst, a mid round draft pick next year. That is what they think there is first round buzz for him. If he has a big year this year, Uh, this is not me just throwing this out there. As I said, I protect my sources, but I've talked to enough people who think that Jaron Hall is poised to have a monster year. I don't know how, what's going to take for BYU fans to buy in, but man, some of you are really out on number three, but interesting. So, all the questions, all the comments. I cannot thank you guys enough. It's so much fun to have this. Please continue to send them in, whether it's uh, via comments on YouTube, whether you're uh, tweeting at me, sending me DMs on Twitter, whether it's to Locked On Cougars or my personal Twitter feed, Jacob C. Hatch is the handle. Love hearing from the, from you. Or email us, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Enter the giveaway as I just showed the gear earlier on, on today's show, but also throw a question in. If you got a question, let me know, and I'll be happy to address them in a future edition of Locked On Cougars. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll talk about everything else going on in BYU sports. 59 track and field athletes are headed to the NCAA regionals. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about a number of BYU baseball players, the Batcats, getting postseason honors from the West Coast Conference. We've got all that coming up in just a moment. First, a word on our friends over at Bet Online. They continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs in the NBA, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures right now at Online. It is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to the playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action available to you guys now. That's all courtesy of your friends at Bet Online where the game starts.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30.
2: All right, before we go on today's show, let's talk about the 59 uh, entries into the 2022 NCAA Division I Outdoor Track and Field West Preliminary, which for some reason, the West Preliminary is taking place at John McDonnell Field in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Huh? Who thinks that Arkansas screams West? Don't ask me, but that's where it's at. The good news is the number nine and number 14 ranked men's and women's track and field programs are headed to Fayetteville with a bevy of athletes. The men's team qualified 23 athletes and 24 entries, including the four by 100 and four by 400 relay teams. Uh, They'll have that opportunity there on the women's side of things. 37 total entries, including two relay teams, sending 34 total athletes to Arkansas. So some great opportunities. Um, by the way, there is one athlete. I just saw this heptathlete Hallie Folsom. Walker is actually automatically qualified for the Nationals, but she's also qualified for the 400-meter hurdles at the West Preliminary, so she'll be in that event, but she doesn't even have to compete in the heptathlon. She's actually on her way to Nationals regardless. It's a big opportunity for BYU baseball. They have 10 steeplechasers, which is one of BYU's traditional strengths. They could have any one of these athletes win the steeplechase on the men's and women's side of things. Uh, BYU has two of the uh, their athletes in the steeplechase ranked among the favorites. They can obviously 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 have an opportunity in the pole vault Zach McWhorter has done an incredible job with the pole vault all season long it's kind of the one thing on his resume he does not have as a national championship hopefully he can have a good showing he actually grew up not too far away down there in Arkansas before going to BYU so he's going on home turf in theory so there's a huge opportunity for BYU here they have two athletes number one in the nation Ashton Reiner who has the farthest collegiate javelin throw in the country her throw of 198 feet broke her own school record and is 23 feet farther than any throw in school history so she's obviously going to be in the mix there and I already mentioned Zach McWhorter uh, he has an outdoor season that has a number two mark of 18 feet 10 and three quarters inches He has cleared 19 feet two and a quarter inches in indoors so there's a huge opportunity here for BYU men's and women's track and field we'll of course recap this next week once this is all in the books but that starts today it runs through the weekend down there in Fayetteville Arkansas for the west preliminaries we couldn't find a team you know West of the Mississippi to host the West Regionals. Whatever. All right. Last thing before we go here. Actually, two things you got to get to. Uh, congratulations to eleven BYU baseball players on getting honors from the West Coast Conference in the postseason awards that were announced earlier this week. Austin Deming was the headliner. He was on the number. He was on the first team uh, as uh, the only All WCC first team honoree. On the second team, if I can get this pull up here. I'm doing this on the fly here. Uh, but we have a uh, sophomore shortstop, Brock Watkins, and three BYU pitchers, Nate Daly, Cooper McKehan, and Jack Sterner were named to the 13-member second team. Four Cougars were named All-WCC Honorable Mention with Mitch McIntyre, Cy Nielsen, Ozzie Pratt, and Bryce Robinson, and Ryan Cepede. And then also BYU newcomers, Ozzie Pratt, who we already mentioned, and Colin Reuter were named to the West Coast Conference All-Freshman Team. So congratulations to all 13 of these honorees. Very cool to see them, 11, 11 players overall but 13 different citations across those West Coast Conference uh, citations all WCC teams big opportunity for BYU tonight they got to beat LMU to advance in the West Coast Conference tournament we'll be rooting them on 8 o'clock mountain time tonight once again just as a reminder for you guys final thing before we go here is another member of our top 50 countdown and we're going to the offensive line in the independent era and this was an easy name to pick out because he just made some headlines earlier this week That is former BYU offensive lineman Riker Matthews out of American Fork High School came to BYU in 2012. Was a highly thought of three-star prospect. Really was a standout from day one for BYU. A guy I always enjoyed watching. Had prototypical size, six foot six, three hundred and some odd pounds. Just every bit looked the part. Had some injury concerns during his career at BYU. But the important thing is he overcame them. Finished his career in a positive fashion. But for the last seven or so years, he has been chasing the pro football dream. He's played, spent time in the NFL on practice squads. A very various. NFL NFL teams, but he's also gone to the CFL, the Canadian football league and has had incredible success north of the border playing for both the Hamilton tiger cats, if I recall correctly. And then most recently the BC lions got to say, congratulations to Riker Matthews on a well Deserved career because a lot of guys chase the pro dream and sometimes they don't know when to give it up or it doesn't work out for them. He chased the dream. He was not afraid to go north of the border and became a standout player in the CFL. I think he actually made an All CFL team at one point during one of his seasons north of the border up there. Uh, the hope is that the CFL will get back to playing because you have guys uh, like I'm trying to think of the there's a defensive back from BYU who's currently playing for the Toronto Argonauts if I recall correctly. Um, who is it? Oh, Robertson Daniel. That's who it is. Robertson Daniel. Where's the number zero? I believe it's for the Argos. Uh, He is obviously hoping that CFL, CBA can get uh, done because the CFL is supposed to kick off their season June 9th. So they got to get some things in order with regards to their players association and a collective bargaining agreement. But Ryan Kerr-Matthews, another member of our top 50 countdown here from the independent era. Tomorrow we'll flip over back over to the non-independent era, the legends group as we call them, uh, going back in the record books a little bit. We talked about Giff Nilsson yesterday, but Riker Matthews with him retiring this week, I thought it was a pretty apt time to have him on our top 50 countdown for the independent era class players. Alright, that is going to do it for today's edition of the show. We made it through. I have exhausted all the questions, if I'm not mistaken, but hey, if you guys got more of them, happy to address them on tomorrow's show, a special edition, a crossover with Locked On Ducks. We're going to talk about Oregon and BYU, the week three game up there at Autzen Stadium. What do BYU fans Need to know about ahead of that game. We'll get to that on tomorrow's edition of the show. So thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Now go make our friends over at Locked On Big Twelve. Uh, your second listen of the day. I was on our roundtable edition, which should be available now, wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. Uh, Josh neighbors does an incredible job, making sure you're up to speed on everything with regards to the big 12. Check that out wherever you get your podcast until tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the locked on Cougars podcast for August, not August, August, August will be football season. This has been locked on Cougars for May 25th, 2022. See ya.